And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. Okay. Here we go, ladies and germs, boys and girls, creatures of all ages and sizes. We dive into the gifts of the Spirit and the wacky Pentecostals and the starchy Baptists and some of their points of view. We have covered the overview previously, and now we start to pick apart, exposit, review, and examine the gifts of the Spirit. We tackle a big one to start, and we will give space to the good and bad of it all. Nobody has to agree with me or anyone else regarding this. You must decide between you and God as you test everything according to the word of God and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If we have disagreements with others, love is still required. So what's up? Next, prophecy. Why is, in, in, why is understanding this important and why is there so much controversy? First, there is more controversy over salvation and its sticking power than any spiritual gift argument. So there is no excuse for being a crummy Christian about it. That's number one. And then finally, we offer a working definition of what prophecy is and we link the Old Testament process of prophecy to the New Testament prophecy. We do this to see the span and the application of prophecy, and it may surprise you to know that you have likely operated in prophecy in the past, and I ain't talking about the weather. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us. I want to say it again. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Yeah, no, really, you can call us. 972-445-0770. If you're going to call, you want to dial 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that phone call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D is like talking to somebody who will defend you because you are his blood relative. That's correct. That's right. You are his blood relative, the blood of Jesus Christ. 
and he will stand by and defend. Don't you think that's I like nice? that one, Dave. That's good. Yeah, I did just that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, where are we at? Okay, so here. Here's the bottom line. Of course, any topic is really open for conversation. Anything that's going on in your life, if you need prayer for something, call. If you have a praise report, call. Share. That'd be great. I'm a companion to all them that fear you. If you have a different denominational background, but uh, you're just looking for overall support in the Christian faith, call. If you have something that's uh, really important that you got on your heart, call. That's totally fine. We, we make room for it. We give people the opportunity to share because that's what fellowship is. Okay, It's not your church. We don't do communion, and we don't do baptisms. We're fellowship. And though it is distant because it's radio, we do have some people working on, by the way, working on having us getting a gathering. We've got three people working on that already, just from yesterday, just from Ace, saying that one thing. Now we got three people working on it. So lots going on, lots of excitement, lots of cool stuff. I do have a trivia question. I want you to get ready. Here's the follow-up question, by the way. And if you want to answer the trivia and then ask something or talk about something, great. Just tell me. You got to tell me, though, because I, I can't read your mind. It is a phone. So I, I can't read your mind. Uh, although it would be, be funny when we get to that part of the, the gifts. Uh, here's your trivia. <laughs> you see that? That was, just, that was just good. Here's the trivia question follow-up. So we already asked, what was the message Elijah sent to Naaman? Because he didn't actually come out and see him himself. And the, the, the message was, go and dip in the Jordan seven times. Now... What happened after Elijah told Naaman to go dip in the water and Naaman went and dipped in the water? What happened to Naaman? There you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. So we do have somebody calling in, so we will have them give a chance to answer. I do want to give you something to be praying about, please. Uh, something I have really noticed, and I really want to, uh, we'll probably get into it a lot more in depth in, in a week or two, but I want everybody certainly to be praying for other ministries, certainly other ministries, not your church, not this ministry, other ministries. Number two, be praying for the audience, for his physical healing, and for uh, uh, healing mentally as well, emotional healing. You know, just the Lord would heal people, make the person whole. And then pray for people to have a safe mind. You think, what is that? Well, there's a, a Greek word called sazo, and it means safe or salvation mind. And it's like sazo thinking is what we want because bad thinking not only opens up to influence the world and Satan, but it also drains the faith. It's like, ooh, so you really got to so be praying. Oh, I want to have a safe mind. Okay, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I got my wife's doing her two weeks in a row, 75 to 80 hours a week. So 
Uh, it's it's a lot of fun for me at home. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it's a long, it's a long, long, long thing. But God bless, she's just got the right heart and the right spirit. It's me. I'm the one that's got to recover and make a run. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> Goodness, wow. <laughs> All wow. right. Well, let's go trivia. Then give us an update if there's anything new, and then let's pray for everybody because I want to make sure we keep praying for Nola, and I want to make sure that Nola and the family is in the hearts and minds of the people which is important to do. But let's do trivia uh, first. Can we do that? Okay. Uh, I had a chance to talk to my son and ask him how she was doing. And, uh, of course, you know she's at St. Jude's. And he said that uh, there's some kind of trial in four to five weeks coming up. Wow. They're, they're running a trial, and then in four to five weeks, they're going to give that drug to her. She's on heavy chemo right now. and uh, But her spirits good you know she's positive about it all so that's good yeah and uh um yeah, I guess that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll pray for yeah. her. Let's pray for her after we do the trivia, and we want to yeah. pray for your family as well, because we want it. And you too. And I, I understand. I fully, fully, fully understand what you're going through. So, you know, we're just going to pray that the Lord will help us all in that process. But first, you got to answer the trivia because we got people hanging on, going, "What happened to Naaman after he dipped in the Jordan seven times?" Well, his leprosy was cured. That is correct, Amundo! He was healed! You know, you, you don't, don't, people don't talk, when you and I have had, like, discussions about funny things with the prophets, it's like, you don't hear a lot of people going, hey, this healing came about because somebody went in the water up and down, up and down, up and down seven times. It's like, it's like where's that in the book? You know, it's like, where's that structure? It's like, that's just how it went, just let it alone. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I thought that seven number was interesting because that's how many times uh, Israelites circled the Jericho wall. Yes, and all yeah, like yeah, that. that's so right. Jer- so uh, seven. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Now the seven. Yep. Yep. That's it. In fact, it actually, ironically, in the book of Revelation, that is the single most significant continual repetitive pattern is seven. You know, seven bowls, seven trumpets, seven. It's just like everything right. seven, seven, seven. It's like, wow. So you got to yeah. understand that the Lord's connected to that in a deep way. That's very, very cool. And good answer, by the way. So good job. Oh, let's let's nice. pray for Nola and you and family and our family Thank and you. the rest of our radio family. Let's do it. Yes. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up my brother, John D. And I ask you, oh, in the name of Jesus, just fill his heart with confidence. Just fill it with confidence. Let the confidence flow. <sighs> Let him just, you know what? He's just confident you're active. And, Lord, for Nola, oh, just that you would bless her heart, you would strengthen and heal her body and lift her up for her parents, that they would have absolute peace of mind believing that you are connected and your gracefulness, your mercy, your kindness would just be poured out upon this family. And, Lord, we're asking that for Easton and for Julian and Jared. You would refresh them, too. It's long, long, hard battles that, Lord, most of us don't even know we could even endure. And for those that are in our group that are hurting, you know, we, we know there's people like Rosalind and Gary that are hurting. We know there's people like Brother Ace are hurting. We just pray. We just mm-hmm. petition you. We just knock and knock and knock and say, Lord, open the door and let the healing come through the door. And that's what we're praying right. for these people. We love these people. We want you to just bless them. And we just want to rejoice with them. We pray this in the powerful and incredible name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. 
Amen, brother. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. You are more than welcome, my brother. You can call any time, and we, you know we'll be always be glad to pray for you. That's what we do. That's what family does. That's right. Thank you so much. My my son just says, keep praying, Dad. You know. <laughs> That's right. You right. P- push. Pray until something happens. P U S H. There you go. Okay. Yeah. You well, thank it. you so much. God bless you, bro. Thank you for ministering in the way you do. I appreciate that. I do. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, now we're getting ready to do this prophecy thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like going okay why is he sighing what's what's going on with this uh this is a lot of material and we're never going to get to it all so depending on how it goes today i might have to do a part two on friday or later i mean just depend i can't do it tomorrow because tomorrow's kind of already set but just get ready we're going to do about five minutes or three minutes then we'll break and then we'll we'll come out okay so you're good for that we okay to do that all right here we go here we go Prophecy. Okay. Most of you have a Vines uh, theological dictionary. The New Testament gives you definitions. The word is prophetia in the Greek, right? I know it sounds like prophet is in money, but that's not right. Uh, Prophetia. And here is the most direct translation. And I want you to understand why this is important because its application is a little broader than you might think. Prophecy, the direct translation, is speaking forth the mind of God. Speaking forth the mind of God. Okay? So, and uh, I know that, I remember Annika heard this a while, while back, but uh, she really liked this part, and so we're going to kind of cover this again because it is a really cool uh, element. So I'm going to give you a working definition. I'm going to tell you there's two aspects to prophecy. Then we're going to break. Then we're going to come back and talk about the aspects. Okay? All right. So speaking forth the mind of God. Now, in that context, you have to be aware. Speaking forth the mind of God, that's probably a lot broader than you would think. It's like, well, speaking forth the mind of God, right. That can be uh, multiple ways that is applied. A working definition. So a definition that kind of helps people is the gift of prophecy is active when a believer or believers speak the mind of God by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and it's not generated from their own thoughts. In other words, prophecy happens, the gift of prophecy happens, that takes place when a believer or multiple believers speak or share the mind of God as they're inspired by the Holy Spirit. Before we go any further, we make the same declaration every time. Is this at the same level of Scripture? No. Is this ever at the same level of Scripture? No. (laughs) Ask me again. No. Ask me again. No. Scripture is the plumb line. Scripture is the rule. Why? Ready? God created the universe. He can write a book. Okay? God's never going to say anything that's contrary to what his book has to say. That's just that simple. It's not not even that complex. And so, okay, we get that. Getting in that. Okay, so it's speaking forth the mind of God. Cool. That happens when the Holy Spirit moves upon people in a certain way, and uh, they, they share that. We're not talking about styles or anything like that. But what are the two aspects of prophecy that we're going to come back to? It is foretelling and forthtelling. Foretelling. Telling beforehand and forthtelling is speaking in the moment. 
That's the two aspects. We'll take our break and then come back. And you'll see it gets wilder from here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. you got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow, in grief, and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes so that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Oh, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. You guys ready for the next one? You ready for the next one? Okay, here we go. You ready for the next one? Okay. You ready for the Okay, here we go. Ready? All right, this is a good one. All right, here we go. Ready? All right. What did Jesus say to the centurion who came to him and told him 
his servant was sick. This is the Matthew chapter 8 portion. What, how did Jesus respond to him when he said, the centurion, Matthew 8, how, how did Jesus respond to him when the centurion said, I have a servant that's sick? What did Jesus say he would do? There you go. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You can do either, any, all of those. (laughs) Either, any, all of those. And so the reference point that I'm giving you, Matthew chapter 8, you should pretty much be able to pick it up, verses 5 through 7, I would think, is where you would uh, locate that. Okay? All right. Uh, So that's what did Jesus say he was going to do. Uh, Just reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Somebody is calling in, and so we will give them that chance uh, to answer, and I will do that, and I will spare you briefly uh, the jokes that I have uh, put together. Yesterday's jokes were really bad, so I would not be any more excited about today's jokes uh, and if they're any better than yesterday, you should just praise the Lord. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Let's uh, do it. Somebody's ready to answer trivia. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Okay. Hi. Um, curious about the centurion, and I'm hoping I get my stories right. <laughs> Wasn't he that said that he had that he would send people and he understood basically the hierarchy of who was in charge of who. And from that, Jesus responded, because of your faith, he's healed. Now, that is correct. You, so I'm going to give you a correct because you're, you're a step ahead, but that's a good one. Before, before that happened, so you're, you're in target. What did Jesus say he would do before that? What did Jesus say to him? I will what? I will... I do not know. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you know, but it's escaping you. That's okay. Okay. Jesus said to him, I will come to your house and... Okay, yeah. I will come to your house and... And he will do what? And he will heal him. That is right! See? You were there! You knew that, but you, because of your advanced thinking, Stephen, this is the problem. You were thinking so far and deep ahead because you are, you are that smart. I wasn't reading it. I was remembering the story. <laughs> he said, Jesus said, I'll go and heal. It's like the guys like go, oh, you don't got to go. No, but no, then- no, no, no. You can't do that. <laughs> Exactly. See, that's, that's, no need. I understand how this works. <laughs> I love, I love that, that, that Jesus did that because it's like sometimes Jesus went, sometimes he didn't, sometimes he offered to go, sometimes he just spoke the way. It's like, eh, yeah, there's no, eh, whatever, you know, whatever the Lord's doing. Cool. Let's just do that. You know, <laughs> how many times have we said, uh, he doesn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh Think about that one for that's a minute. That's hilarious. That's true. <laughs> Uh, excellent job. See, you were there. You were just so far advanced, you pushed right right past it. <laughs> I got a good memory. It's just short. <laughs> excellent job, brother. You have a blessed day. All right, you too. <laughs> Bye-bye. 
Okay. He's always a hoot, right? It's just so much fun when he calls. All right. Great job. Okay. So, uh, all right. Let's get back to this teaching. We'll have to do this stuff later. I got to power through on this teaching. I don't want you to miss this. So, okay. Listen. This is really important because you need to understand the difference. And you need to understand that even though you don't think you have, you're going to find out you most likely have been involved in the gift of prophecy. So, we mentioned this. Prophetia, speaking forth the mind of God. That's when the Holy Spirit moves upon somebody and they share the mind of God. Uh, wasn't created from their own thoughts, right? It comes from the Lord. Cool. Not a big deal right there. And then there's foretelling and foretelling. Let's talk about what foretelling is. You know what telling foretelling is? Foretelling is telling beforehand. Okay. So, is there anybody else on the phone? We got anything we got to do? Or are we okay? We're good? Okay. So, foretelling is telling beforehand. Let's look at this. Acts chapter 11, verse 27 through 28. So, if you, if you want to follow, try to follow as best you can, because I'm just going to kind of blow through a few of these. Uh, during this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit, see how that happened, predicted that a severe famine would spread over the Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for their brothers and sisters living in Judea. Uh, Judah. They this they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. So, Agabus, by the Holy Spirit, speaks forth the mind of God because God knows what's going to happen and tells them, "Hey, this is going to happen." Right? What do we say if that has to do with? That's the future, right? Nobody's okay. Got it, right? He's talking about something that's going to happen. That's what foretelling is. So prophecies that are foretelling, okay, that means they're saying it beforehand, right? Here's a prophecy that all of us are waiting to be fulfilled, the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's a prophecy, right? Okay. He's going to return again. Got it. Now, what you don't know is that some prophecies are conditional, the foretelling, and some are not. What does that mean? That means that sometimes God says something ahead of time to give people a chance to redirect or correct. How do we know that? Jonah 3, 4. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. That was a prophecy, but it was conditional. What was it conditioned on? Their repentance. What did they do? They repented. What didn't happen? Nineveh didn't get overthrown. Okay, that's a conditional prophecy. Here's another one. Jeremiah 18, 7 through 8. If any time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, or destroyed, and if that nation I warn repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. That's Jeremiah 18, 7 through 8. That means that God is saying, if I give a prophecy, if I send a prophet somewhere, and I say, this place is going to be wiped out, and the people in that area repent, which is why America needs to repent, then God says, I won't do it. I won't wipe them out. That's a conditional foretelling prophecy it's based on the fact of whether the people repent or not. Okay, Dave. Well, then what's unconditional? Okay. 
Isaiah 53, 3-5, He was despised and rejected by man, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took our pain, bore our suffering, yet we consider him, consider him punished by God, stricken by him, afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. That is an unconditional prophecy about Jesus Christ in Isaiah 53. There's no conditions on that. <laughs> Jesus was coming. Now wait, and then the second coming, right? When Jesus comes back the second. There's not it's not you know it's conditional on us. No, it's not. It's it's based on when you hear doo, doo, doo. that's what it's that's that's it's not a condition, it's a moment. So you need to understand and what I'm trying to share with you and I'm doing a lot of teaching probably a college semester's worth in 20 minutes. Foretelling, telling the future, that's prophecy. Got that? That can be conditional or that can be unconditional. The Lord may say, I'm going to do this unless you do this. That's conditional. But the Lord might just say, I'm going to do this, and that's the end of it. Well, that's not conditional. The Lord says that's the end of it. That's foretelling. Cool, but there's also forthtelling, and when we come back, that's where it gets a little strange, <laughs> okay? All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand... Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7, the scripture says, He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, Gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine. But I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's you know—it's—it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. 
It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. I do want people to know that when we do teachings like this, it's not quite the same level of encouragement. I mean, I understand that, but it's exceedingly important for us to understand what the Scripture commands us, and we want the whole will of God. We want to understand all of it. So... Uh, that's why you get it. <laughs> you can't just you can't just have dessert, and you can't just have peas, and quite frankly, you can't just have steak. You got to have all of it. Get it? All right. Here is now. You guys should get this trivia question. Okay, you should get this. That's all I'm gonna say. There was a certain man in Caesarea, a centurion of the band called the Italian Band. Peter joined him. It was a significant point in the church. What was that centurion's name? Acts chapter 10, verse 1. What was the name of the centurion that Peter went to see? He was, in fact, he was, in fact, a very significant person involved in the process of the spread of the gospel. Okay. Okay. He was also uh, uh, in a band in, in the band called the Italian Band. I don't think that's a rock band. So if you guys are thinking, "Oh, the Italian Band," I've heard of them. I saw them play at the Roxy. No, you didn't. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, what was the name of that? <laughs> I'm gonna give. There's a lot of credit, and Joanne and Cordelia are doing a great job on the pow pow, and Jeff did a great job. Good job, Jeff. But Deb has given the funniest answer that I've, I think I've ever heard in my life. We'll just wait on that. In the meantime, we do want to make sure that you understand that you can call us at 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm doing all that fast so that I can get to the send you up to the website moment. There's all these different things I want to tell you, all these cool things that are going on. Yeah. Here's the bottom line. Uh, If you can give, great. If not, you know what? Check out the website. There's some really cool stuff on the website. There's articles on there that you guys don't even know. I didn't even write them. There's some great articles on the Bible being accurate and how people try to pin down the Bible as inaccurate, that they're just they're not quite getting the, the, the process of uh, how, how it works and hermeneutics. and There's just cool stuff up there. Check it out. If you can give, great. If not, enjoy it anyway. Check out hemustincrease.org. Yeah.
prayer request. Hemosincrease.org. Praise report. Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. It's <laughs> always funny. Uh, what's really funny about that is I really needed that on Sunday night because uh, we had a homemade meal. And see, I've been on my diet really good. And it, so it wasn't an entire cheat meal. It was only a partial cheat meal. It hurt me for like two days. You told me what it was. Yeah, it was, like, uh-huh. oh, it was just like, it was just like, don't do that. <laughs> but I'm back to normal. Uh, let's do our history and then we'll get into the next thing. All right, today, now I don't know why people have named this day this, and so somebody's going to have to help me because I don't understand, but it's Lumpy Rug Day. Lump, how did this become a day? I don't know. That wow. just seems kind of bizarre. Uh, National Chocolate Custard Day. Okay, good. good. If there's chocolate, I'm there. Exactly. I don't got a problem with that. Uh, Great Lakes Awareness Day. Okay, cool, because I grew up, I was born in Michigan, yep. so Great Lakes, got it. And then uh, Public Radio Day, which is not to be confused with NPR, which stands for Not Professional Radio. It's just public radio. Make that distinction. That was good, Dave. Yeah, you got to make sure people understand that. On uh, this day in 1856, the first judo world championships were held in 1856 wow and this day in 1966 and if you know of this or are aware of this you two are old johnny carson and eva gabor saved twister when they tried to do twister on the tonight show and uh, it's just a very funny routine and uh it was originally you know the twister was originally called the pretzel and now, they, is that a dance day? No, no. Twister is the game where you have the little circles. Oh, like the spinner. colors, right? And then you okay. spin it. Gotcha. And you have yep. to put it. Okay. Yep. Got to break it down. Got to break them in there. And then on uh, this day, 1978, the first computer spam took place. Uh, I can't, it's hard to believe this was in 1978. Wow. Really? This is beyond us using personal computers. So you don't have to worry about that. Now you can just remember that when you get that article and it says, there's a new zoo coming to your town, making reference to cougars. It's just not real. Okay. So I read that, and I thought, good, they're putting a zoo, a new zoo in. Apparently I was wrong. Um, okay. Uh, somebody's calling in to answer the trivia question or to help us. Either way, that's okay. The trivia question, I think most people are aware. Certain man in Caesarea, a centurion of the band called the Italian Band, and the, the trivia question is, what is his name? And somebody's ready to answer the question, so let's send him on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Well, Dr. David, this is Joanne again today, two Hi. days in a row. Two days in a row? Wow. <laughs> yeah, What's going on? That's fun. <laughs> fun for me. Thank you. Yeah, I have the answer to the trivia question. Okay, now here we go. Let me set it up, and then you can answer. There was a certain man at Caesarea, a centurion of the band called the Italian Band. What was his name? Cornelius. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> Thank you. And the Gentile ministry kind of took off after that. Didn't that was it, it right? That was um, it. That validated the Lord's work among the Gentiles. Yep, that is exactly right. And I will tell you that Aunt Deb's answer. 
So everybody sent their answer in. You know, going to try to get there fast. And and her answer was just simply this: corny. <laughs> well, I have an answer to the Aunt Deb. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> my my mother's name was Cornelia. Oh. That may be where my twin sister got her name, Cordelia. But do you know what my father called my mother all the time? No. Corny. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was my father's pet name for my mother. And then, of course, our pet name for Cordelia is Cordy. So Cordy and Corny. So anyway, just for that fun. And, and Dr. David, uh, yes. just a little update. Yesterday I called and asked prayer for tomorrow morning for a temporary hearing um, at the court for me regarding my pending divorce. But that has been postponed, and uh, that just to me means more time to pray. And if I could just ask the audience, there appears to be a strong counterattack against me in regard to all that, but I do not fear. I know the Lord is with me, and He is on the side, uh, side of truth. So, Y'all, thank you for keeping me in prayer for that. May the Lord get all the glory. Amen. <laughs> let we me love just, you guys. Let me pray <laughs> over you, you real quick, but I just I just want to pray over you real fast, okay? Oh, please. Thank you. Father, Thanks. Father, we lift up our dear sister to you, and we just ask right now for, for Joanne, we just ask that you would infuse her, just put into her system, transfuse, infuse, however you do that, Lord, just this confidence— that you are with her and that she doesn't have to worry about anything else, Lord, because when you're with somebody, that's the majority. And we just ask you that she would have that deeper realization that every step she takes, you're right there with her. She doesn't have to be afraid at all. Be fully confident. Your grace, your goodness will be upon her. Your will will be done. The enemy will always throw things at us, Lord, but your peace, your strength, your anointing, your grace sustain us. And we ask for that in her, in an abundant fashion, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 A big praise story is going to come from all this. Thank you, Dr. David. I received that, and I love you all. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, so that tells everybody what that you got to be praying. What you got to be what you got to be praying. Right, you have to be praying. Okay, now our time's a little tight, so I'm kind of like I think we'll skip the humor part and then we'll come back and we'll talk about. So we talked about foretelling. We're going to come back and talk about foretelling, and you already know there's going to be a part two. So why even ask? Uh, So when we come back, we're going to hit that up, and I want you to hear because you're involved in this next one. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? What the issue is, is this guy hears the gospel from Philip, and in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying, I want to be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct, I also think it's dangerous to say, nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, we got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it. Because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like a, doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. If Jesus was like Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we are going to do our last trivia question, but I am telling you now, the, the, the response is swift, swift. Okay, that's my swift, because i got to get this portion of teaching it, even just to establish what we're going to teach on Friday. All right, what did the centurion at the cross say when Jesus died? This is in Mark 27, uh, about 54-ish, or Matthew 27, 54-ish, and then Mark 15, 39. Okay, so Matthew 27, 54, Mark 15, 39. What did that centurion say? When Jesus died. That's a very strong, strong statement. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. 
Okay, all right. Now I want to get into the rest of this and the prophecy because I don't want you to miss this. So we talked about prophecy, speaking forth the mind of God. The gift of prophecy is active when a believer speaks the mind of God. It can be a believer or multiple believers. We'll look at that on Friday. Uh, it's by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's not created from their own thoughts. It is foretelling and forthtelling. Foretelling is telling ahead of time, predicting things that are spoken about in the future. And some of those are conditional, some of those are not. Now we're going to talk about forthtelling. And you're like, wait a second, Dave, where does it say that prophecy is forthtelling, not just foretelling? Glad you asked. There's only about 400 verses, so I'm going to just going to cover a couple of them, okay? Haggai chapter 1, verse 13. Does everybody understand Haggai's a prophet? He prophesied. This is what it says. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, and in the other text, it says the Lord's prophet, gave this message of the Lord to the people. Ready? This is Haggai 1.13. I am with you. Now, I want everybody to go to, if you have your Bible, go to Haggai 1.13. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you. That is a message from the prophet speaking what? The mind of God. That's the mind. God is like going, hey, 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 I'm with you. Right? That is coming from a prophet speaking the mind of God. Is it telling the future? No. Well, in fact, it's specifically saying the present. I mean, that's the whole the whole point is it's saying the present. Now I'm gonna tell I'm gonna move you around so you can always get these notes from me later on if you need to get them. But I am with you. That's what the message is. Gave this message. This is a prophecy. I am with you. How is it a prophecy? Because it's speaking forth the mind of God. And you think, well, but is that New Testament accurate? Oh, good. I'm glad you asked. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and this would be verse, uh, let's do this. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, and 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31. And the general idea that we're going to talk about right here, and this 1 Corinthians 14, is that prophecies are for encouragement in the present and not predicting the future. Well, where does it say that? Here's what it says. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Anyone who speaks uh, in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. For you can all prophesy in, ter in turn, so everyone might be instructed. Watch this, 1 Corinthians 14, 3. The one who prophesies speaks to people. Get ready. This is the, this is the biggest key. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. In the King James, it would say edification, exhortation, and comfort. And why is that important? Because somebody who's prophesying is speaking for edification, exhortation, and comfort. And you think, well, gosh, couldn't that be a whole bunch of different things? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, watch. Yes. The whole instruction that Paul gives for the church to operate in prophecy is not for people to get up there and prophesy about predicting the future. That has got nothing to do with his instructions in 1 Corinthians 14. It is completely, completely nothing to do with it. In fact, when we get into this on Friday, it says, you may all prophesy, two or three at the most, and then, then other people evaluate or judge. That's got nothing to do with the future. You wouldn't be able to judge anything if somebody's prophesying in the future because the future hasn't happened yet. 
It's just like, uh, that doesn't make sense. Of course that doesn't make sense because that's not the prophecy it's talking about. Just like the tongues that are in Act, in 1 Corinthians 14 are not the tongues in, in Acts chapter 2. How can you say that, Dave? Because they all understood in Acts chapter 2, but in 1 Corinthians 14 it says no man understands. He speaks mysteries. But we'll get to that another time. Here's what I want to key in on. When a person prophesies, they speak to men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Could that be a preacher preaching a sermon when he has a moment of inspiration? Sure. Is the entire sermon inspired? Not likely. <laughs> Just to be honest, come on. Come on. Probably his intro and exit, maybe not so much. <laughs> but while he's speaking, the Lord gives him a thought. He shares that thought. That's a prophecy. Prophecy in function, in gift. The irony is that everybody can prophesy in the gift. But there is a distinction between the gift and a role of prophet and things like that. So, for example, somebody who prophesies does not necessitate they are in the office of a prophet. you got to make those distinctions and pull it back and recognize that. But here's what I want you to get. It's sharing the mind of God for the moment. So when the Lord shares with you through somebody and it specifically speaks to you in some format, the gift of prophecy is in operation. And you think, what? If it's inspired by the Holy Spirit and not generated, I've said things, oh, listen to this. I'm going to say this super nice. I talk a ton, right? And every once in a while, I know you guys know this, I, I'll say something and I go, even I go, wow, that's good. You ever hear me say that? Like, wow, that's really good. I think that's probably more prophecy orientation than David orientation. Maybe not, maybe so. But if somebody uses that and it ministers to them and speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort, and it falls under the definitions, probably so. Here's what I would say to you. You prophesy more than you think. But you don't want to call it that because one... You don't want to have you know, all these weird labels and stuff, and that's the stuff we're going to get into next week. And two, most of this stuff happens not in church. You know that 80% of the gifts don't happen in church. So when you get these instructions for 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, you're just getting a handle on how it goes when everybody's together. But have you ever—this is a perfect example. Have you ever been talking to somebody, and you say something? Now, just tell me if you've ever had this happen. And you say something, and then after you say it, you go— Wow, to yourself, where'd that come from? Because <laughs> you know, you know you didn't come up with this. It's not even, forget, try not to be, it's not about lying or anything. It's just like you're going, wow, that was a lot better than me. Wow, wow, I can't believe that. That's what it is. Of course you've done that. Of course, it's, it's a lot different than a word spoken at a right time. It's not even your thought process. It's somebody else's thought process better than you. Well, who has an influence into your thinking process that's better than you? Could it be God who lives inside of you through the Holy Spirit? And so why I want to make that distinction is because instead of making this something that's like taboo, the irony is that it is in and of itself something everybody's involved with. Now, when we get to the church stuff, you know, we're going to, we're gonna lay, I'll lay down the law really, really firmly that, you know, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, follow the way of love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy, because we find out that prophecy is the main gift that God points out in, in, in the framework of gathering because it builds up everybody. 
right? So that's a big difference. But those prophecies aren't future predictions all the time. They can be, but they are not certainly not limited to, and certainly future predictions would be much tighter, okay? Because you can't have 400 <laughs> future predictions in a church meeting, but you can't have 400 people get up there and share something that the Lord's inspired them in. It's just like, okay. And then you're supposed to evaluate and judge them. So we'll get into that and, and so on. What I'm trying to do is just, I'm not trying to do anything weird. I'm trying to get you to expand your understanding that God operates through you much more than you think. And you operate in the power of God more than you assume. How much power is in you with the Holy Spirit living inside you, which, by the way, the Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit with the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. That is who is living in you. So you think every once in a while out of a 50-year journey that perhaps the Lord could just use your mouth for a little. Get it? Foretelling and forthtelling, sharing the mind of God, be it for the future or for the moment. Does that mean that you're super special because you can do it? No, because you already know you didn't come up with it in the first place. So, okay, we'll just put that to the side then, won't we? Okay, all right. Uh, what did the centurion at the cross say when Jesus had died? He said, truly, this was the Son of God. Matthew 27, 54, Mark 15, 39. That's going to do it for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.